Hola, hola, it's your girl Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome, and I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, and I'm a bold stand for confidence, and I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hola, hola, welcome back to the podcast. How are you? I am so happy you're here. I have to just say really quickly, thank you for the love. Our last podcast episode with the amazing Miss Taryn Brumfit from the Embrace documentary. Holy crapola, that podcast went off. You guys loved it. Clearly, women around the world need to make love to their bodies and embrace their bodies and the message resonated so much with you. I'm so happy you listened. Please keep sending me your feedback. Thank you for tagging me. What a woman. My goodness. It was my absolute honor to talk to her and I stand behind her message and her vision so massively. I can't even tell you. And I'm really excited because I don't do a lot of interviews on here. Y'all know that. If I interview someone, it's because of the message or the vision that they have. It's not about, you know, celebrities or trying to get the highest names on here. It's about getting people who I think are going to add value to you and in your ears so that you can understand and learn things and feel heard and seen. That's my jam. So I've got a few of my students who I'm going to be interviewing on the podcast. And these women are everyday women, just like you and I, and they are making shit happen in their lives. And I want you to hear their stories because wow, it is so inspiring when you hear from women just like you that are doing the damn thing and their stories are amazing so look out for that that's coming up soon today I wanted to talk about a very controversial topic that I myself struggled with I love that I get to say I struggled ed struggled with no longer struggle with holy shit I had massive 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 issues with alcohol Uh, and motherhood. I can't even tell you how much (laughs) I feel like alcohol was a problem for me for a long time. When I, you know, high school even, I mean, after high school is when probably alcohol became something for me. And definitely when my husband passed away and I was dealing with all of that, alcohol was my coping mechanism. And that shit is so toxic and I'm not talking like let me just really quickly say I'm not saying that you shouldn't be drinking alcohol I'll still have a glass of something every once in a blue moon but y'all how I was drinking was not healthy like my ass was doing it to numb out I was doing it to um, not take responsibility for how I felt I was totally numbing out and I want to talk to you about you know alcohol with motherhood because I feel like it's one of the biggest problems we have in motherhood because so many of us are drowning in exhaustion and drowning in isolation and sorrow and it's too easy to hashtag rosé all day and it's so funny and cute on Instagram and Facebook and social media how much moms whine and we make so many jokes out of it and fucking t-shirts and Instagram memes out of it but the reality is we are drowning 
mothers are drowning, mothers are lacking so much connection, so much isolation, so much loneliness. There's so much stress and sadness and pain and sorrow that we are drinking it away and it's not going away. So we wake up and we feel shit and then we do it again. And we feel alone and we feel lost and we feel like no one understands us and no one's reaching out and no one gives a fuck. And we feel like we're trapped. Holla if you fucking feel me. How do I know how to explain this so well? That was me. That was me. Frustrated, angry, upset, lost. Who the fuck am I? Purposeless. All of it. Fat, ugly, gross, not sexy. Like a fucking, just like a leech that my child would be on. That I'd have to do everything for that child and nothing for myself. I just felt all of those feels. And what I want to say to you is, first and foremost, if this is confronting you, then good. Good. This is not a feel-good fucking podcast. This is a reality check podcast. This is a splash of cold water on your face podcast. I want this shit to confront you. I want you to do something different. I want you to feel moved. That's what my work is about. It's not about making you fucking feel comfortable. I'm not your friend or your fucking mother or your sister going to tell you some good shit. Good job, honey. Motherhood's tough. Yeah, it's fucking tough, but you're tough too. You're fucking tough. How do I know? Because you are. You wouldn't have got given what you got if you weren't tough. And it fucking sucks ass, by the way. Motherhood sucks ass most of the time. These little mofos, they're gorgeous and amazing and a blessing and all that jazz. But if you're a mother, you know what I'm talking about. I need petrol. That means gasoline. I need gasoline. Anyway, it's hard work, right? It's hard work. But, but you can move through this. Numbed out, not a good idea. Is it feel, does it feel easier? It's not easier. It's like when you take headache medicine. And I know some of y'all are like, fuck that. I take my headache medicine because I got a headache. I get it. But that shit's not taking away your headache. It's just numbing you out. So you still have a headache except you can't feel it. Alcohol is the fucking epidural. It's the fucking epidural. Causes more problems. And no judgment if you got a fucking epidural, by the way. Just saying. It is numbing you out of what's actually going on. And numbing you out of the opportunity for you to check and go deeper into what the fuck is happening. This is what was happening for me. I was drinking red wine four nights a week. Probably five because the weekend. Four weekdays a week I was drinking red wine. Makes me want to fucking cry. I was, air quotes, doing well. I was okay, air quotes. My shit was sorted. I was working on my business, getting my stuff sorted, starting to coach people. So at the beginning of my business, highly stressed, putting a lot of pressure on myself, had a lot of actual pressure because we had bills and shit to pay with no money. My baby was like four or five months old. My second, right? I was stressed the fuck out. My husband is a sexy ass mofo with a 12 pack. I was fat. My stomach was gross. I hated my body. I fucking love my body now, by the way, and I still have rolls and cellulite on my tummy, I'm sure. But it's not it's a fucking total shift of that. But at the time, I felt disgusting with myself. I felt horrible. I felt stressed out. I was frustrated at my kids. I didn't have any support, no help. I was in a bubble of I'm fuckedness, trying to get myself out. So at night, I would drink red wine. And here's what it would be like. Oh, I had a hard day, hard day with the kids. I'm going to relax, air quotes. I'm going to relax and have a drink. So I would go buy my bottle, open it, swirl it, 
in my glass, smell it, do all that shit, pretend to be like a connoisseur, whatever that's called, and and, and taste it as if I wasn't going to down the whole fucking bottle no matter what it tasted like, and drink, and drink, and my husband wouldn't even drink it. Like, no, I'm good, babe. It's like Monday. I'm good. I'm like, okay, no judgment to me, but I would drink and he would not. And the next night, and the next night, and I would be fucking dehydrated. My lips would be purple. I would feel dry as fuck. I'm sure it fucked with my stomach, not being able to poo, all kinds of shit. I was so dehydrated. But for me, I thought I was relaxing. That was my relaxing moment because I had a hard day and I have kids and the kids are asleep and I'm relaxing. First and foremost, what you need to understand if you're out there and you drink alcohol, and I said, I still have a glass of alcohol every once in a blue moon, okay? I'm not talking about don't drink, do what you want to do. But you need to understand there is nothing fucking relaxing about alcohol. Your body actually thinks you're poisoning it. And if you could see what was happening inside your body, the minute that you take a sip of alcohol, your body thinks it's fucking dying. Your body's like, fuck ah! inside and outside. You're sitting by the fire, listening to Michael Bublé, put your fucking legs up and you're relaxing air quotes. Mind you, your body's freaking the fuck out. Right? So, firstly, you and I have been sold by marketing companies the idea that alcohol relaxes you. Let's rose all day. Let's chill and kick back. You've been sold that shit. That ain't true, okay? It's fucking poison. That's why you can get alcohol poisoning because if you have too much, your body is fucking poisoned. It poisons you. It's toxic as fuck, right? Again, have your drink. I'm going to have my drink on New Year's Eve. Cheers. But I'm just letting you know that the thing that you've been sold and the photos and the images about red wine and fucking, I don't know why I keep thinking about a fireplace and swirling the cup and relaxing is the opposite. That's marketing. That's ads. That's conditioning. That is us being brainwashed by the system of all systems. Yeah, that's first. Second, in this time, I had been studying Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. If you've been listening to my podcast, you know I'm obsessed with him. And he is a neuroscientist. He's he's an amazing man who talks about, you know, thoughts and feelings and chemical reactions and addictions and all scientific. He is spiritual as fuck, by the way. But everything he talks about, because he's a clever mofo, is scientific. So you can't, you can't question. It's actually science, Yeah. So I was reading Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, which I've recommended before on the podcast, Dr. Joe Dispenza. And in this book, he was talking about how thoughts create feelings. And we know this, right? Thoughts create feelings. Every time you have a thought, you get a feeling. But every time you get a feeling, there is a chemical reaction. There is a chemical thing going on. So for example, the thought, I'm not good enough will create the feeling of you feeling crap or feeling shit or feeling, you know, horrible about yourself. And when you feel shit and horrible and anxious or stressed, what chemicals get created? Cortisol, fucking adrenaline, right? All of these shitty chemicals. So what happens every time you get a thought, you get a feeling and that feeling creates more thoughts, which create more feelings. Meanwhile, in the background, all these chemicals are getting created. Then your body becomes addicted to the chemical reaction, to the chemical response that's happening. So you become chemically addicted to this thought-feeling combination. 
It's fucking heavy. I want you to read the book. But when I discovered that I was addicted, not to the alcohol, I was addicted to the process. I was addicted to telling myself that I was exhausted and tired. And I was addicted to opening the cupboard, grabbing the bottle of Barossa Valley, because I love me some Barossa Valley, or I used to, opening the bottle, like hearing it open, grabbing the glass from the pantry or from the little, um, wherever I keep my fucking glasses, pouring the red wine, swirling it and sipping it and sitting down, relaxing. I was addicted to that entire process. Does that make sense? I was addicted to the, I'm relaxing, kids are asleep, the process. It became, I also figured out I was addicted to bread, to having toast, bread, white bread in the morning with my kids, like addicted. So I want to be clear. I wasn't addicted to alcohol. I wasn't addicted to the thing. I was addicted to the process of me telling myself, I'm so tired. I need this. I deserve that. Grab the bottle, open the thing. I want you to read the book because this is not about you being addicted. This is about the choices that we're making as mothers. This is about us pretending that there's not a fucking problem, Houston. We got a fucking problem. There is a problem. And if you pretend to not address this, it's going to keep being a problem. It's going to run your life. And I'm like, fuck that. Let's work on this shit because you're worth it and your family's worth it and your sanity and your mental health is worth it. So here's what happened. The trippy thing. I figured this out. I read this in the book early into the book as well. It was before halfway. I read this and I'm like, oh my goodness. What? Are you kidding me? So I figured out I was addicted chemically to this shit and that my body was flashing these images at me for me to do it. So you know when you're like, I shouldn't eat the cookie, I shouldn't eat the cookie and you don't want to eat the cookie, then your fucking hand grows for the cookie and your mouth eats the cookie and then you swallow it and you ate the fucking cookie. What is that? What is that? It's like you don't have the power to control and you do it. And that shit is not anything else but your mind and your thoughts and you've done it so much that that's what your body knows how to do it's almost like your mind says don't do it but your body's like bitch please i've been running the show thanks very much i've been running the show for the last five years or the last 30 years i know what i'm doing i'm protecting us i'm keeping us safe i'm keeping us the same and your brain's like i don't want to do that though but you do it anyway and these people that say they want to lose weight yet they eat shit and they work out I'm like, what? Like, literally, that's insanity. If you think about yourself, you want to lose weight, you go to the gym and kill yourself, or you go to the gym and do great work, lift weights, do all the things, yet when you're home, you're eating shit. It's, it's so counterintuitive. It's so, it's so basic common sense, yet it's in, it's unraveled into the fact that your thoughts and feelings and chemical addictions are created. And so Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about how, like, you're, you, if you fire and wire, the brain, the neuro, like the neuro pathways, which is basically like a freeway. If you think about every time your kid does something, you yell at them. That's a reaction, right? So your brain says kid yelled, a uh, kid did something. And then your brain goes, I yell. So you've done that so many times that that, that neuro pathway in your brain, let's say that little freeway is so strong that you don't even think about it. And you're yelling, your kid touches something and you yell. It's like, it's so trained that, 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 that little uh, bridge in your brain that it just does it. And if you want to change it by the way you can, you have to start doing the opposite. So your brain wants to go there because it's been going there forever. And then all of a sudden you stop, you take a breath because you've been meditating and working on yourself and you don't yell at your kid. 
and you do that three times and you do that five times and you do that after a few weeks and literally you can research this shit. Joe Dispenza has all the research. Your brain creates a new neural pathway. It creates a new bridge. So that other bridge, literally it lifts off of it and it goes to another part and it creates a new bridge. So you can change your habits. You can change your brain. You can change all of the shit that you've been doing. Trust me, I am doing that. And I, I never thought like, and your brain is so funny. What it does, <laughs> I would be driving down the street because I'm trying to stop alcohol. I was trying to stop red wine every night or fucking five nights a week. So I'm driving down the freeway or down the street. And what do I see? I see a sign, like a billboard sign on the road. And I look at it and I'm like, oh my God. And I swear to God, in the, on the billboard sign, it looks like a bottle of wine, like the cover, like the, the, the bottle of a red Barossa Valley wine. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is my brain trying to flash me wine? Like, look at wine. Don't you want to drink it type shit? And I look at it. I'm like, what the fuck? And it's a real estate sign. Wow. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm putting butter on the toast for my kids because they still eat toast, the white toast. I'm putting butter on the toast and my brain's like, let's just eat it. It looks so buttery. It looks so hot. It's so warm. It's so soft. Like my brain's like, fucking eat it. And I'm like, mm -mm. I'm watching this. I'm like, holy shit. It's like another beast is inside of me just asking me to cave in to who I usually am, who I've been being. And my other part of me, my awareness, is like, girl, that ain't you. That's just who you've been being. You've just been addicted to being that. And now we're not going to be that anymore. And that transition, that period of maybe two weeks was full on. It was full on. Because I was fighting my own self, my own mind, my own bodies, my own body's desires. Because literally, now it's your body. Your, your chemicals are in your body asking you for that hit of adrenaline, dopamine, cortisol, whatever the fuck it is. And you're not giving it to it because you're trying to change. So look forward to this. When you start to change anything, by the way, this is what happens. It's so full on. But the amazing thing is if you keep at it and you get the awareness, and this is why I'm saying you can listen to me, but I want you to listen to that book. I want you to get the book, um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Because when you have the knowledge in your own hands, it's much more powerful than you saying, I heard this on a podcast. I heard it from Erica. Fuck that. Hear it for yourself. Get it for yourself because that changed my life. When I tell you like I don't drink, I can't even drink. And now if I try to drink red wine, it hurts my bum because I have a fissure that I got in childbirth. Another amazing thing that I got from childbirth. And I feel like it dehydrates my stomach and then I can't poo. And that never happened. As you up level your mind, your body up levels. As your body and mind up level, you cannot take in the toxic shit that you used to. I can't have gluten. I can't have fucking dairy. I can't even put Maybelline mascara on my lashes because they fell out. Like literally, I went to an organic mascara and my fucking lashes grew back. Like, yo, this is some shit that I would have been like, whatever, conspiracy theory. I'm for real. I am so for real. And this is a whole nother podcast about that. But on the realness right now, if you feel like you have an issue with alcohol and you know that you have an issue. And a lot of you have messaged me when I talked about doing this podcast on Instagram. I talked about that. I was going to talk about drunk motherhood and you all message me. I'm talking to you. You know, if that's your problem and you want to work on it, please listen to that book. Please start managing your mind. Please start taking responsibility, how you can change anything about yourself that you're not happy with. You don't have to drown your sorrows in that shit. 
Get around community. Listen to better shit. Get around better people. Get around community. If you don't fucking join the sisterhood, join your own thing. Is there women around you that you can get around that make you feel good? If there's not, you need to get your ass in the sisterhood, which is my shit. And it's true. You cannot, we cannot do this thing alone. We can't do life alone. Never mind motherhood. Never mind parenthood. It's fucking hard. It's hard on purpose. It's full on. You need to look after you, get around people that are going to help you and then start helping yourself to make better decisions about what you're doing with your mindset, with your health, with your body, with all of it. I could tell you right now, it's, it's hard. My father-in-law drinks red wine and he was my, you know, booze buddy as we called each other. And when I went there because of the environment, which the book talks about, the environment was really hard to overcome. So what happens? You start changing what you want to do, but the environment matters. Meaning you want to eat better and your house is full of bad food. Good luck. You could do it. It's going to be hard as fuck. It's going to be harder than it already is. It's already hard. And now you got a fucking fridge full of shit or a pantry full of chocolate and biscuits. And I know you got kids. Maybe you clean up the whole house and no one eats that shit. That'll be good for everyone. Because good luck trying to change something when it's in front of your face 24-7. Can you do it? Yes. Let me be clear. Yes. You just got to work harder. It's very difficult. So when I would go to my father-in-law's house, I would have to learn how to say no. No, I'm good, dad. Are you sure? Are you want this? You want this? Ask me 50 times. Change the alcohol to different alcohols. I'd be like, nope. I'm like, wow, universe. Thank you. Okay. Hilarious. I'm like, no, stop asking me. I don't want it. Finally, he doesn't even ask me doesn't even ask me because I'm teaching I'm teaching them what I'm about I'm teaching people how to treat me I'm teaching myself how to fucking treat me there are many mothers groups and hangouts for mothers that include alcohol my invitation to you if you are trying to stop drinking alcohol is to not attend any of that shit and anytime I get asked now to speak to a group of mothers and there's alcohol involved and (laughs) companies are sponsoring this that are meant to be mental health and shit like that and I'm sorry but I'm gonna call that shit out like we are drowning in alcohol we got issues with alcohol and now we're having events for mothers to drink alcohol and sponsoring it by mental health like that doesn't fucking make sense to me I'm sorry no judgment but it doesn't make sense let's talk about the problem and let's not make it all about alcohol and getting drunk And that's how we connect. What if we connected on some other shit? What if we connected in order to change the world? What if we connected on mental health for real and held circles where mothers could just cry and share how the fuck they feel with no judgment and properly share like that they want to fucking throw their child, even though they're not gonna. But can you say that safely somewhere? Is there a place where you can safely say shit like that? I don't think there is. Why don't we create that instead of having hangouts where mothers drink alcohol? And I'm not saying don't drink alcohol, mothers. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying watch where you go and what the intention is behind these events. Is it really to air quotes connect moms? Or is it just for you to get fucking blasted and not be with your kids? And is that adding value to you? And let me not even get into the fact that this is going to change the way you parent. This is going to change the way you are as a mother. Because you're going to be awake and present and not numbed the fuck out in pain. And if you have pain and you can afford to buy alcohol, why the fuck can't you afford to work on yourself? Stop telling yourself you don't have money to buy, to get a life coach or a counselor. 
Stop telling yourself you can't do an online program or go for what you desire to have. Or that you have to be a mother and that's all you are. Stop telling yourself that fucking bullshit. That fucking bullshit is not helping you. Stop telling yourself that shit. Start asking, what do you want? What would you love to do? What's important to you? Who do you want to be? How do you want to think? How do you want to feel? You fucking matter. You're not just a baby-making mother. You're a human. You got a life. You got a story. You got a purpose. You got something you want to do. You have likes. You have desires. And you are allowed to have all of that. And let me tell you a little secret. When you are your fully expressed self and you are the multidimensional human, you parent better. You can actually teach your kids more about life, about being a good fucking human, about loving themselves when you do it for you. Did you know that? Let me just tell you in case you don't know that. When you look after you fully, you put you first fully, that's how you become the best fucking mother in the world. By taking care of your fucking self By putting you first for real, not on some bullshit, cute fucking quote for real. This is a wake up call for you out there. If you are struggling with this shit, hit me up, message me. Don't ask me how I did it because I just fucking told you. Don't ask me, well, what else? Read the fucking book. Do the fucking work. Invest in yourself. There is no shortcut. Motherhood sucks ass. Yes, it does. Motherhood is hard as fuck. Yes, it is. But you are hard as fuck too. And you are tough as hell. And you can do this shit. And if you got chosen to do this. And if you chose. If your kids chose you. And you chose them. Then a hundred million percent you're cut out for this. And if you're listening to this specific episode. Trust that. How did you find this? How did you find me? Why did you listen to this? This is a co-creation. As much as you think I'm just talking to my microphone. I'm talking to you. But you're also talking with me. You're also here with me. You're taking part in this as well because this doesn't exist without your ears. So do something with this fucking information and change your life. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it. And if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to. And I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.